guess who's back? <laughs> back again. It's Terry Dun. Well, that's Terry Dunfield. I'm Gareth Wheeler. The first episode of 2018 as champions. This is Come On Your Reds, the Toronto FC podcast. I'm Wheels. He's Dunfield. Good to be back, Terry. It's a new season. Look, we just did an awkward handshake. <laughs> it was. I felt like we were Tiger Woods and Stevie Williams. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, I, I wasn't sure how I was going to start. I love it. Sat here at the training ground. Two of the three trophy cabinets are full. It's it's awesome to be back. No kidding. Uh, I know that lots of people have been asking, where's the podcast? When are we coming back? Well, we're back for good on a weekly basis over the course of the 28th season. I've missed it. And we can't wait to get going. It was like, it wasn't even an off season. It was like a cat nap. It, it was like Terry on the couch on a Saturday afternoon. It's not, there's hardly any sort of preseason. The lads were straight into games almost. It's, as a player, it's great. Over the course of today's podcast, we're going to reflect on what was a somewhat eventful offseason for Toronto FC. Preseason training camp is done and dusted. We'll look ahead to the CONCACAF Champions League as well. And in the coming weeks, we'll get into more of a complete MLS preview as really this is the start of the new season and it's starting especially early this time around because of the CONCACAF Champions League, which gets underway Tuesday night That's nuts. in the Rocky Mountains just outside of Denver, Colorado. First leg TFC Colorado Rapids in a new CONCACAF Champions League format. We'll get into that as well. And we're introducing a brand new segment on Come On You Reds as well. Um, this concept just literally came right in front of my face and I just couldn't I just couldn't ignore it and so we're adding it to our already stellar high five segment I love it you're good I love it yeah um, Terry you had a gift for me though we should get I this out of the gift. way yeah. before I, we get it down to business early January I spent 10 days in Manchester went into Manchester City's Academy to see how they operate and then hopefully bring a couple of things back here and it was a great uh, sort of five six days in their academy uh, one thing I did decent notice, setup yeah there? unbelievable decent. setup but it also made me think what a great setup we have here and our, our kids probably up until 14 15 16 aren't a million miles away there's probably pieces here Manchester City would like to take as well so lots of positives and, and definitely brought a couple of things back one thing I did do while I was there I went to Man City game which was great yes City did Newcastle you, I heard that you played in a little bit of a scrimmage was it like an over 40 scrimmage is that what it was <laughs> yeah seriously <laughs> seniors league <laughs> there's a it's called the man city legends team so uh, <laughs> thanks for bringing that up yes but while i was over there it hurt and it still hurts now so i can't wait to give this to you i went to the old trafford man united superstore for you wow did you feel like you went from just you know, coach to like first class. No, is that I, what I you felt, felt going I, from the Etihad to Old Trafford? Yeah, right. Man. <laughs> I felt like I was cheating. Honestly, it was horrible. I was like checking my shoulder, making sure. I don't know anyone from Manchester City was watching. It, it was bad. But I did go in there and I got you this, man. Look at that. A Manchester United two Gurbini. Thank you, buddy. This must have been very In difficult Manchester, it's called a woolly hat. A woolly hat. Yeah, if you say It's two. a winter cap, basically. Go. Yeah. Good. Uh, man, this is going to make me even more good looking. 
absolute class. Yeah. Yeah. Did you get this from Pogba, your boy, yourself? It was funny. They were all like 70% off. <laughs> <laughs> it was all about where should I put or where should we put the cap over here or over here? Yeah. Good stuff, buddy. That yeah. must have broke your heart. Yeah, they were, they were selling them hard because they were trying to sign Sanchez and raise some funds. And, right. You know what I mean? Right. In a battle for second place. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Good stuff, buddy. Thank you very much. That's really nice of you to do that. So it was December 9th at BMO Field. TFC Crown MLS Cup champions. I, I, I'm not sure that. What do you? What's the first thing you think of when you think of December 9th? Uh, I think of honestly the thing that I think of is the celebration at the Altador goal. <laughs> Me too. It was exactly this him running into the corner, and it happened right in front of our eyes. And that that's my biggest memory. Like just if I'm going to picture that entire day, that's the one lasting memory. The other one is seeing players like. Saw St. Ricketts and Jonathan Azorio, the Canadian boys, just in tears. And Ashton Morgan, like, that's the other kind of thing that's going to stay with me um, for all times. But this winter, it's weird because the weather's been so bad. It seems so long. But when you think about how bad the winter has been, December 9th was a glorious day. Like, it was calm. It wasn't windy. It wasn't too cold. It was actually the perfect day for football. And... Now that we're two months in change on from that, it honestly seems like it happened so long ago. And I know some of the players and the staff and everyone kind of wants to move on from it. I think the city is still kind of like, maybe not in shock, but are still embracing the fact that they're champions of MLS. Yeah, I think they're really enjoying the moment and, and it's not been an easy path to get there. Uh, but but what, a, what a great night. And the, I think... TFC really learned from what happened the year before and the final came out and uh, we, we saw a different side to them that, that we'd seen in the playoffs and I think Greg Vanny deserves a ton of credit. His tactics, he just adjusted a little bit. He got spot on. All the players stepped up from, from Bradley right through to to the defensive unit and, and Eltador up top was awesome. Javinko didn't play for himself. He really played for the club. And as soon as they lifted that MLS Cup, the focus then shifted to the Champions League. Isn't the, that the crazy? Players. Yeah. Well, it, I, just, it just goes to show how after professional After the hangover wore off a couple of days later, yeah. there was a good party. There was a, there was a week-long party for those boys, but well-deserved. And then they got back down to work. Back at it, like you've been here all winter long. Um, you're part of the academy setup, but guys have been around the facility. It's not as if every player goes away and it's just a ghost town around here. No, but it, but we we had it one year. I think it was 2012. We played the LA Galaxy in the Champions League quite right. early. It was a few weeks before the season actually started. And Sky And it's great to to focus your sort of mentality towards a game and, and not to the, towards that league opener. And, and, and it's nice. And before you know it, you're playing preseason friendlies. Your pre off season's really short. You keep that base fitness. And and I think the biggest job for, for the front office was probably keeping this team together. Well, and, and that's the one thing that – and this is why MLS, I would highly encourage in the future to try to find a way to make the season end early or earlier. Because the day after the championship parade, which was were incredible scenes across this city, then it came the day of the LAFC expansion draft. And right away, you lose a real character player, a guy that we came to like in Raheem Edwards, right away, before the dust even settles. And it just seemed, and, and you knew the front office needed to get to work 
right away. Like there was no time to bask in the glory. You were right back at it. So there, and, and I know that it's a different year when there's expansion teams, but with Miami coming in and Nashville coming in and other teams joining the league in future years, this will continue to be a problem unless the season ends sooner. And, and it's going to be difficult. Look, there, there's major competitions. There's a World Cup this year. And, and, I, and I don't think the front office were caught off guard. I, I think that there's a lot of planning that goes on behind the scenes here at Toronto FC. But for Raheem Edwards, it's it's what, what a mixed emotions to all of a sudden be lifting an MLS Cup. And then now all of a sudden you're off to Montreal. And I think in the long run, this move will probably be good for him. I think he'll get more play time there. Uh, but but it, he probably didn't want to go but now that the dust has settled i think he'll be happy there but it, it's um it's a credit to the to tfc to it's a player i think that they really developed all of a sudden now you have a commodity and and when you win a league that comfortably win the mls cup you are going to lose players in the expansion draft right and and, and it wasn't inevitable because it doesn't have to be the case the year prior uh it was clenorin being chosen tfc decided to then trade to bring him back but Raheem is just such a good player on a good number that it would have been very difficult to give up requisite assets to get that player back, especially considering he ended up landing with another Canadian team. Yeah, 100%. It, it, when he went to LA FC, I think you and I were scratching our heads a little bit thinking this isn't probably a fit that we saw. And then when he came back to Montreal, I, I wasn't surprised. Simon going to LAFC says to me, LA are going to try to play out at the back. They're going to play right. total football. That move makes sense. But um, it's, it's gonna, it's, it'll be a blow losing Raheem because uh, Greg Vanny and his coaching staff will have trained him up. He knows the system. He knew, knew what his role was in the team. And uh, I do think, though, that there's some interesting players that the club have brought in. Right. Um We'll, ad we'll address the additions to the side in the next part of the pod, but let's kind of, this is an easy segue into the players that, unfortunately, Toronto FC said goodbye to. That included Raheem Edwards, Stephen Betashore, Benoit Sheru, who remains with the club. He retires. He's now an academy coach. And Armando Cooper, Mark Pace, a backup goalkeeper. He leaves as well. Um, there are a couple other, um, Oyvind Alseth, he goes, there was a bunch of fringe players who just basically needed to make way as the roster continues to turn over. Maybe your thoughts on some of the players that had to go. Yeah, why don't we go through it? I think Benoit probably had another year in him, maybe, in a sort of peripheral role. Uh, but I, I think... The type of player he is, when he's not playing, he wants to be playing all the time. And probably it was a little bit frustrating for him and playing second fiddle to Michael Bradley. Uh, but he definitely, whenever was called upon, was great. Uh, so far, his influence in the academy has been huge. He's taken the under-17 team. He's, like, even in retirement, Terry, he's going to go down as one of the most popular Toronto FC players ever. Yeah. He, just because of his mentality, the, the goal against Montreal last year, there's just, he's a likable guy, and I think that it was apparent to everyone that he was a true team leader. He he really was. He was a, he was a class act, not only on the pitch, but off it as yes. well. And, and uh, you sometimes get it in changing rooms. You get fractions and different cliques through out that changing room and I, I think one thing he did is he really brought the group together how much he loves the games infectious he was always one of the first out on the training ground playing head tennis and hopefully he can now use his experiences to now develop some of the young Canadian players right um, Stephen Betashore 
I think his addition when he arrived to Toronto FC, he signaled a turning point in the team. The right back position well was a long-standing problem in the team and had to be addressed. And they went internally within MLS to bring an experienced um, defender right back to the team. And what he meant to the team was invaluable just in terms of his character, his personality, his perseverance. He suffered a lacerated pancreas, for crying out loud. Played the entire game and won a Canadian championship. Not only a life-threatening injury, but a career-threatening one. Went on. I thought he was sensational in the MLS Cup run. He will be a player that will be missed within this team. Yeah, what, what I thought he brought was, was stability, a real consistency. I, I think MLS players that really know the league are invaluable. So, so he brought that sort of know-how of this MLS beast and the travel and the schedule. But that consistency was so important. I love how he didn't feel sorry for himself. The TFC acquired Hassler, who can play in midfield and also at right back. Yep. He came in. He was excellent when Beta was injured. Beta d didn't sort of wave the white flag. He battled. He got his spot he back. Fought he fought back, yeah. Yeah, he was immense through the playoffs. And uh, I, I think with his contract finishing at his age now, sort of just north of 30 maybe, I think he's got to look after himself, his family. He's from California. I don't think TFC will have wanted to lose him, uh, but I think he's landed in a good place at LAFC. It's, it's and, and it's, I wanna, it's, you I, don't want to hold a player back, and, well, and he's right. he, he needs to – this is probably his last big paycheck in, in, in his career, and I think with the way TFC are managing their cap, I, I think it hurts to lose him, but – um, sometimes you need to move on. I'm, I'm with you. I want to get back into that thought in the next segment about MLS players of his caliber and what it means when they actually hit free agency in the next segment. And finally, the, the other key member that leaves is Armando Cooper, a player who struggled over the course of last year. But Vanny, like in the MLS Cup final, had faith in the talent of the player who's going to be in the World Cup this summer, Terry. Just a player in terms of his cap and his influence and his role in this team, there simply wasn't really a spot. Yeah, I thought it was. A, you talk about Beta Shore's consistency. I think with Armando Cooper, there was a little bit of inconsistency. And uh, the year before, I think, he was fighting for that big contract he was a tam player he was on a big number he got there and, and i think he came back and thought he was just going to cruise the league and one thing you can't do in the mls is take anything for granted and uh i think it took him a little bit of time to get to full fitness i think playing for panama helped him and and greg definitely saw something in him he he, he you use the word talent, and, and I think he had an abundance of talent. I think he was a difference maker in midfield, but he wasn't as reliable as the year before. And, 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 he, him, and he didn't involve – the team started to play quicker. He's a guy that likes to slow it down and yeah, keep possession. But, but I still think – uh, in a non-salary cap league with a huge budget, he's a player you probably do keep. I think Vasquez coming in pushed him down the pecking right. order a little bit as well. But uh, like you say, he'll be playing at a World Cup. It'll be interesting to see where he lands. All Seth, he's trialing in Scandinavia right now. Just an update on him. But uh, Armando Cooper definitely deserves his plaudits. And he'd, he'd definitely say overall, if you, if you analyze his career at Toronto FC, you'd say it was a good one. Went off the post in the MLS Cup final. Does that account? Did that officially count it as assist to Victor Vasquez? You know we wanted that goal, and, and I'll say this about Armando: he had a tough year. It was a little bit like Ronaldo's goal in the Champions League yesterday, wasn't it? when he needed it. And oh, you're comparing Armando Cooper to no, Cristiano Vasquez's Ronaldo? Vasquez's goal when Cristiano Ronaldo oh, right. needed yes. it. In. Yes, yes. Is that okay? Yeah, that's okay. okay. Thanks. Yeah, that's passable. <laughs> uh, so we wish all those players the best. We um, do. 
it's not just one player that won the championship, won the domestic treble for Toronto FC. All players contributed. So shout out to those players. They will be missed. In the next segment, we're going to talk about the newcomers to Toronto FC and the excitement around the new signings. Wheeler and Dunfield with you. This is Come On You Reds. This is Come On You Reds, the first of 2018. Gareth Wheeler alongside the one, the only, Mr. Terry Dunfield. One segment out of the way. Do you feel like you're in your groove? Yeah, it, your was, match a little, it, was, a, it was a little bit of a slow start. A little bit like Armando Cooper okay. last year. Okay, just a con- slow start. Continue to stretch it. <laughs> I, hope, I hope that doesn't mean I'm going to be fired next year. <laughs> uh, to be determined. We'll see what your cap hit is. All right. Uh, I'm a, Toronto FC very didn't blue need color. to add too much to their team. When you're a championship winning team, you have a lot of players in the prime of their career, you're in a pretty good spot. But Toronto FC did manage to add a very big fish to this considerable pond here in Toronto. World Cup finalist Gregory Vanderville, a longtime Dutch fullback, joins Toronto FC after a very good career at PSG. The last couple of years have been frustrating playing in Turkey and Italy for the player. But this is a guy who just turned 30 years of age, an athletic beast, and a very exciting signing for Toronto FC, essentially filling the gap that Steven Banisher leaves in the team, but maybe bringing a little bit more athleticism and a bit a little bit more attacking acumen to the team, Terry. Yeah, big, big signing. Uh... I've, I've watched him so far. He didn't make the trip to L.A. He was back here with first-team coach Jason Bent, who's moved up from TFC2 this year to the to the first-team coaching staff. And, and watching him go through his paces and watching him run, this Jason Bent said to me after in 10 years of working with in and around the first team, he's never seen someone so athletic who can just eat yards up. I loved what Greg's comments were in, in one of the preseason friendlies. I think it was in Mexico how... He, he's very clever. He, he's got different ways of getting off that sideline, whether it's coming inside. He's very good at getting out of trouble, and, and, and he's got the ability to, to, I think, get forward a little bit more than Betashore. I, I don't think he's a yes. stay-at-home fullback. He's he, not. He'll be a little bit like Justin Morrow, who, who gets forward, who, who'll get in the attack. So finding the right balance of the two sides is going to be important. Um, and I just want to say how how the club have come on internally uh, supporting his wife's come with him. He, they have a kid. His wife's pregnant. Uh, how, how well the club have, have, have made him at, at ease in his family. They've, they've made this transition super seamless. They're very so he, good at that. So, so he can just focus on playing. And uh, I, I can't wait to watch him play. And uh, big personality in the changing room already, I think, uh, a little bit. Um, I, I think his personality will come out, be good for the group, um, and, and he'll, he'll be a good signing. It's in, the one thing that was interesting to me is that Toronto FC, based upon the way they play, like typically if you bring in a big player on big money, it's in an attacking position. TFC spent lots of money in those positions with Altador and Javinko and company, but you bring in a right back at that money. It's just an interesting pickup for this team at this time. And I actually like the move based upon the way that Toronto FC plays. They need versatility. Greg Vanny loves versatility in that fullback position. Look at Justin Morrow's season with, what, seven, eight goals last year, and now you add him down the right flank? I think it makes an already very good back line, and they love to attack from the back, Terry. They do. They're, they're, they're tried, tested, and true that way. You add him, it makes you that much more 
dangerous. Yeah, almost like switching the point. I right. Think, I think yes. yeah, rather than sort of playing through the lines from the back, I think TFC very good at switching the ball from one side to the other. And when that ball does come to Vanderville, I think we're going to see more going forward. Sometimes when it came to Beta, he checked back yep. or he put a deep cross in. You knew what you were getting from him, which which is good. He was very economical. Where with Vanderville, you you'll, you're going to get more quality, and and I don't think. His signing fits the bill of a Toronto FC signing. I think Toronto FC want to get a little bit younger. I think they want to promote players to the academy. But sometimes in the market, a player will come up who's a perfect fit. And on paper, I think Vanderveel is. I think he's expensive for that position. But TFC in the position they're in, trying, you want to bring players in that are going to add to the squad. That You don't want to bring in depth players. You want to make the team better each and every they're, year. Because they're in a position to win now. Exactly. That, they're, they're and, not and only I, another MLS Cup, but a CONCACAF Champions League, a Canadian Championship. Like, look, when you have Javinko, Altador, and Bradley right in their prime, you need to take advantage of that. Yeah, and, and I think... Two years ago, there's no chance of getting him. But he, his, his career is just, he's been to Turkey, didn't play a whole bunch. He's, he's been to Italy. Frustrated both yeah, off and on the field. A little bit like Vasquez and, and, and his situation yes. in Mexico. So I just think the timing to get him was perfect and the club stepped up. Well, he's a top player. He first came on my radar when I was in before in the build-up to South Africa 2010. The Dutch team had this very young, exciting right fullback in Gregory Vanderville, and I watched him, and I wrote about him at length when I was columnist with the Toronto Sun, and I followed him. I was in the stadium for a 2-0 win against Denmark. He was one of, if not the best player on the field that day. He played 120 minutes against Spain in a World Cup final. I was so impressed with the young player at that time, and he's gone on and did nothing but win for PSG. I know that there was always some turmoil with Laurent Blanc as a head coach. wasn't always easy, but he was a champion year after year. Now he's a chance to do that here. And the other thing I'll say, in terms of players who maybe just, you know, were kind of veering off in the wrong direction in their career, Altador in Sunderland, Vasquez in, in, in Mexico, Mavinga in Russia trying to find a home. Each and every one of those players has come to Toronto FC and found stability and have really shown the talent that they are. I think this is a great move for both the player and the club. Yeah, and, and all those players are winners as well, and, and they'll add to that winning mentality in the group. Uh, I had a coffee with him the other day. Did you? He was swapping stories about Aaron Winter. He was with Aaron. In, Were you like, uh, who's better Ajax. looking, me or you? I, I want to get a neck tattoo. So we were, we were <laughs> you talking do? neck tats, yeah. I think I was he asking can him, pull it off you. <laughs> All right, easy you with do the, have easy, a good you easy, do have a good sleeve. Easy Your with sleeve the, is you know, great. Easy with the you. <laughs> but I'm thinking bear claw. <laughs> like the donut bear claw or an actual no, like bear an claw? No, like an actual angry bear claw just coming out of my, like, What's this called? Your neck? Your your That's sternum? Sternum? What is it? Coming, deck, just coming Renata, out. Renata, our producer, trying to help us. It's called a decolet. Yeah. Decolet. Yeah. Decolet. Yeah. I never knew that. Yeah, so he was telling me what it's like to get a neck tap. But if, if you have a bear claw, you need like a scratch coming down, like oh. fake, like you've been wounded by yeah. a bear. But then, like, would anyone want to cuddle me in my bear claw? Do you think they'd be intimidated? Does anyone want to cuddle you right now? But maybe if I had the bear claw. <laughs> maybe if maybe that's Valentine's a big question. Valentine's was mark. lonely, mate. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, whoa, Terry, brokenhearted. Um, so, so that's a good. We 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 both like that sign, and we both agree. You mean my bear? Oh, no, sorry. not not. 
we'll wait. That's we a transaction that, no. to be determined. We do like this signing, and, uh, and and that really is going to be the one addition to the starting eleven for yeah. this team. Yeah, and right? I, and I think watching him so far, his fitness is is very close. This guy's a beast. Let's uh, let's go through an, another couple signings for Toronto FC. Just this week, they bring in a young Brazilian, twenty-two year old Arrow Alvaro yeah. da Cruz Jr. We'll just call him Arrow. Honestly, when the signing took place, I knew nothing about him. Like I just, I'm, I'm surprised. I'm not, I'm not familiar with the Brazilian <laughs> league. Like I just, I, there's only so much football you can watch, right? Um, but from what I'm told, and based on conversations I've had with people that are familiar with the player, very technically sound. He's adaptable, versatile. Can play down the right. Can play at left back. Can even play in the midfield if need be. And he comes from a very good system in Sao Paulo. And he's a player that just needs an opportunity. You know a fair bit about him, really. Is, is that what you got? No, but I, like, I yeah, haven't seen yeah, him play. I, I so. think, uh, think Danny Alves, attacking fullback, young. Uh, he's been on the club's radar for 18 months. Uh, played a couple games for Sao Paulo. Then went out on loan. Was at America Miliano in Syria, uh, in Brazil. Picked up an injury. Some beautiful Portuguese. Uh, Our cameraman Armando loves that. Say that I again. Just Americano. <laughs> I just butchered it. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. America Miliano. Put the mic up to your mouth. Emiliano? Um, okay, we'll just leave it there. <laughs> but he's, he's, a, he's a player that, that's been on the club's radar. He can play in midfield. Uh, with the busy fixture list, I think uh, he'll be important. And, and, and he makes the squad a little bit younger as well. That freshness is important. Can I pat myself on the back with, with the bear claw? Um, I, I called it that, Eric, that Nicholas Hassler would find his way into the midfield. I just I just had this feeling. Oh, sorry, Once, one more thing on Alro. Apparently, in their last friendly against Cruz well. Azul was excellent. Played 70, 65 or 75 minutes. Yeah. And that's the thing. The Brazilian league's going on. Vanderbilt comes from Europe. He's fit as well. Both these players, it's not as if they're coming in off of an offseason. That they're... They should be as close to match fit as can be. And what we're seeing, too, with the climate and the, and the circuit of the MLS is we're seeing players from South America come up and be successful here. Players from Argentina and Brazil at other MLS clubs. So uh, I, I think he'll be good. What you can do, so you could play in the three-five-two, which TFC typically did last year. In the back, th the, the three center backs, I mean, Zavaleta, Haglin, Moore, Mavinga are in the mix. But you can maybe even play Vanderveel on the right-hand side and put Arrow at wide right. You just have so much versatility in that group. And what that does is Nicholas Hassel was great as a right wing back. He's not naturally a right fullback, Terry. No. But now he can play more in the midfield because that was on the offseason shopping list. If you weren't able to bring in cover on that right-hand side in the form of two players, then Hasler would have been relied upon to play there a little bit more. But the fact that you lose Cooper and you lose Sheru in the midfield, you need some cover. And Hasler can go in for a Bradley in the midfield, can spell Marky Delgado on that right-hand side. Versatility. Like, V is for Vanny, V is for versatility because that's what he loves in his team. Yeah, I think versatility is important, but more importantly, I think you need depth at each position. And uh, and different types of players. And, and different types of players. And I, and I think TFC have found that they need players that 
that complement what they have as well and and legs are important and 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 i think auro has that and and i think hassler as you said i think he's probably more of a midfielder uh though he did a great job at wing back last year i can't wait for the role of the arrow on the radio <sighs> broadcast terry love it just love work it. on it for the radio broadcast coming Auro. up Auro. You're, you're, how was i lonely on valentine's i, just I don't have get no it. idea you were made for Rio de Janeiro. Oh. You on a beach in a Speedo, cruising the strip. That's it. Uh, a couple other signings. A young player you're familiar with, Liam Fraser, uh, gets a first-team contract, as is Io Akinola, a young American international, youth international striker. Both come into the team. Those are kind of the other uh, notable signings for Toronto. Yeah, I, see I, your think, thoughts. I think Io Akinola is a huge coup for the academy. Uh Big, big clubs in Europe were interested in him. Clubs in Bundesliga, PSV apparently made a solid offer to him. So the club really stepped up, backed him. Big key player for the U.S. men's under-17 national team, even though he's Canadian and lives in Brampton. I won't go there, but uh, <laughs> you know he'll probably spend some time in the USL this year. He was away a lot in Bradenton, Florida last year, prepping for the under-17 World Cup. Uh, and, and if he can compete and do well in the USL, he could get minutes in and around the first team. Interesting player. Probably play on the right of a front three. Can play up top in a two. He screams goals. Very athletic. Uh, so, yeah, this is a big year for him. And, and the club have really made a big commitment to sign him. It's a long-term move there, And, and we've it? seen a lot of U.S. youth internationals move to Germany, f- try to follow the Pulisic route. Uh, so it's great that we were able to keep him. And Liam, Liam Fraser? Liam Fraser, yeah, played a lot in the USL last year. Number six, just sits in front of the back four or back three, keeps it simple. Nice passing range. Uh Learned a ton from Michael Bradley in preseason. He came out and said, one of the young players that has really done well in the first team's Noble, Okello, a rangy midfielder, looks a little bit like Paul Pogba. Michael Bradley's been high A little bit of a Vieira, right? Yeah. Legs and arms. Yeah, and, and, and he can cover a lot of ground. Technically very good. Needs to fill into his body a little bit, but apparently he's been the talk of preseason. He's been excellent, as well as Julian Dunn, another young uh, center half. Good. So the transition is right there to see. And with the USL team being based more downtown this year, there's a lot of excitement because those young players will provide depth for cup competition. But really, this is the veteran core is already established in this team, and they're going to be fighting for spots. 100%. Hopefully pushing some of these old guys. And, and what a, not old guys, but what a great situation for young players to step into the first team now when you have experienced players there that can look after you into a winning team. Old guys, are you getting a trial with the team? Do you want to make an announcement? You're getting a trial? <laughs> not yet, mate. Dunfield on trial. <laughs> my, uh, knees, my knees don't even want to bend. We'll, we'll go through uh, what we learned, if anything, over the course of preseason. And we'll look ahead to the CONCACAF Champions League first match Tuesday night in Colorado. That's coming up next. This is Come On You Reds. Episode one of Come On You Reds for the 2018 season well underway. Wheeler and Dunfield with you. You can get at us, by the way, at WheelerTSN, at Terry underscore Dunfield on Twitter. Um, You want to talk Drew Moore for a second? Yeah, I think he's huge re-signing him. And keeping he's I That's think he's right. the glue that keeps that back three together and and that consistency that uh, of having a player that's been through the last two three years I, I think he's an important piece that and business was deal. done so quickly that I almost forgot that it happened yeah yeah and it, Drew was outstanding last year 
He's the true leader from the back. He's a leader within this team. They call him dad. He's, he's, really? some, someday soon, he's going to have the dad bod like us. So uh, uh, it's great to have Drew Moore back. And, and I think it, and it sets a nice precedent at the club. We saw it with Toe St. Ricketts a year before. That if you, if you do well, and this, this resonates around the league, that you will be rewarded at Toronto FC with, with better terms if, if you uh, win games and are successful. On Ricketts, uh, he didn't make the trip to Mexico. He's trying to get this thyroid abnormality right through proper medication. So it's I, saw just him the, a, I saw him in the gym yesterday. I had a chat with him. Right. He, he's lost a little bit of weight, but it looks like things are improving and he's not too far away. Right, and it's just one of those things that get it right so then he can pick up kind of where he left off and there's no further complications. As for preseason, I mean, results don't really matter. Uh, there was only one game, unfortunately, that was streamed that was able to watch, and that was against Tijuana. The rest, though, are based upon reports and conversations that we've had with individuals down there. And the one thing that jumps off the page to supporters, Terry, is Javinko and Althador are on flames already. Six goals for Javinko, five goals, five goals for Josie, and, and and on Seba, three of those goals coming from free kick situations, dead ball situations. It's like he's what he's added another tool to his arson. He's got this kind of swerved swerving knuckleball into the top corner now so not only does he have the one over top of the wall the whip he's now got this like knuckleball to the offside that's just impossible to save defenders are on the line they can't get close to him altador scoring so it's great to see that partnership flourishing and uh they're ready to rock i remember i put out after javinko's goal against the New York Red Bulls in the playoff of a free kick. I'm like, arguably one of the best in the world. And I had some clown just after me saying, oh, Javinko's not one of the best at Dem I'm like, have you seen this guy? He legitimately is Terry. Like, he's scoring every, like... 10 or 12% of dead ball free kicks over the last year he's taken. Yeah, we were, It's another level. We had a chat up in the academy office yesterday. How do you defend it? Do you put a player on the line, what New York How did, and you? then he put over top of them? I, I think I, I think you just – one, you would say do not concede free kicks in and around the box. Yes. So you try to prevent it that way. But he's – I think you just put the biggest wall as possible and tell the keeper not to cheat and try to protect that side I of the I don't goal. put a player on the post. No. You know? I, I hope. I, I think Greg's being clever by saying I'd put a player on the post. So sure. He, so teams do that, and then he can stick Eltador in front of the keeper's eyesight. But um, just don't concede free kicks right now, and he, he's really found his wheelhouse. But you said it. You cannot concede free kicks around the area against Toronto FC, which means more room for Altador, more room for Victor Vasquez. Like, it's a danger if you're unable to play this team physically around the area. Yeah, and, and I think really he's got goalkeepers second-guessing themselves. And once you have that, because he can go all over the net, he's really got keepers on toast. Uh, anything else in the preseason that stuck out to you? You brought no. up Bradley kind of mentoring Liam Fraser. Yeah. I like that sort of thing. Some of the young players getting a look. I like how the young players that will be playing for TFC2 were integrated with the first team over the course of preseason yeah, I, as well. I think a big Part of preseason talk has been how well the young academy players have done with stepping up. I think keeping Drew Moore w was important. I th wouldn't be surprised if Morrow probably gets a new deal now that he's getting more U.S. men's national team call-ups. Huge season last year. Uh, he's been excellent, so tying him down, I think that'll be important. I think he's the type of player who could play till he's 38. Uh, he's an absolute specimen. I had a chat with Michael Bradley uh, 
over a little bit of food in the cafeteria when he got back from LA and by no means are they taking Colorado lightly. They've not gone to Mexico to prep for just Mexican teams. They're focusing on playing in Colorado altitude. in that altitude yeah. and, and, and paying Colorado the respect that they deserve. Uh, a couple other thoughts. Uh, Clint Irwin returns. Um, I, I, he will get his games over the course of the season, but Bono's number one. But I like how Irwin's coming back because you need depth on this team, and it's such a luxury for TFC. Yeah, and that competitiveness in training that, that, that Bono knows he needs to stay sharp because Clint Irwin's itching for that opportunity. And if Clint does get in, uh, he is a very seasoned MLS goalkeeper. Uh, also, Vanny's been playing a lot of 4-4-2 in preseason. The way that it worked in the MLS Cup final, which threw a curveball to many people, mm-hmm. um, I just love that mentality and the way that Azorio and Delgado were so good in that game yeah. with that midfield diamond. I, I mean, I don't even know if you're Colorado how you prepare for Toronto FC because you know how they play, but you don't know how they'll line up. Yeah, the diamond in midfield's nice because the players are a little bit more connected. You've got more options on the ball. I think uh, it was interesting to see up top, Javinko and Altidore. They played almost on the same line, a little bit wider apart, but created that space in between lines in that pocket for Delgado Vasquez to operate in. We will talk about a new look Colorado. Rapids team. It's who's up first in the CONCACAF Champions League for Toronto FC gets underway Tuesday night in Colorado. That's coming up next. And our brand new segment, it's going to be a good one. It's all coming up as we wrap up. Come on, you Reds. Final segment of Come On You Reds, Wheeler and Dunfield with you. Time to look ahead to the CONCACAF Champions League. New format this time around as the tournament went on hiatus last year. That's what made that Canadian Championship stoppage time winner for Sebastian Javinko so big. It wasn't just about winning the trophy, Terry. It was about getting back into a competition, which you played in back in the day, and Toronto FC will play in it for the first time since 2012-2013. Yeah, I love this competition. It gives you a a little bit of a breather from the league. New experiences, though Colorado's not that, but I I loved going down playing in Mexico, playing in the Caribbean, playing in Central America, a little bit of unknown. And uh, some of my highlights for Toronto FC were playing in the Champions League. You even scored goals in that competition. Yeah, I think I could maybe be TFC's leading goal scorer for Champions League. That can't be right. Honestly, man, I filled the net. <laughs> uh, there's I a, filled the net against some of the rubbish teams, like in El Salvador and right. stuff. Right? Yeah. So I was, I was like Lampard, box to box, buddy. That's what I exactly what I think feeding of when your playing career feed, is Frank Lampard. Yeah, right. <laughs> feeding off Ashton Morgan's service. Right. Just get in the box when the ball comes to him because it is coming in. Uh, new format. It's. Um, shortened so it's basically played throughout the winter spring season which i like instead of 24 teams or 16 teams no group stage so home and away competition throughout first up for toronto fc the colorado rapids then conceivably can play in my opinion the best team in this competition in tigras in the second round then it could be club america then whoever comes out the second half or the other side of the bracket yeah it's a real tough bracket i i think tfc won't get ahead of themselves so 
definitely focus on the Colorado, Colorado Rapids. Uh, a little bit of unknown with them. They've got a new manager that's just come in. Anthony Hudson, a man who managed New Zealand, their international team, through World Cup qualifying. They lost the home and away to Peru, so didn't qualify. And Hudson then joins the Rapids. 36, it's, Terry. Yeah, exactly. Young manager, one of the youngest managers in England, managed Newport at 31. Didn't have the best of playing careers. Was a player coach for Wilmington Hammers, is it? I think Hammerheads. They were, Hammerheads. They were, I think, TFC's affiliate club before TFC2. Uh, but, yeah, he's, he's a very – I spoke to Jeremy Brocky about him, a former TFC player. Uh, he's a manager that's very detailed, big into his planning, his prepping, very hands-on. I think club management would suit him, according to Jeremy Brock. He's a John Herman club. A, a little that's bit, what he is. a little bit like that. I think he he, he likes the three-five-two system. Had a good Confederations Cup with New Zealand, and, and uh, Jeremy was saying he he likes to have a very high high tempo pressing game so it'll take a little bit of time uh to get that right i, I think he brought in a bunch of kiwis because this is a let, let's be honest this colorado team despite drawing tfc at bmo field last year 1-1 weren't very good like they scored 31 goals in 34 games and they really haven't addressed the attacking positions yeah. terry they have dominic badgie up front he's always a threat but they need yeah. to provide him some service that's interesting yeah so i think i think badgie's a handful i i don't think he screams goals he, he's a difficult he's a bit like shola amiobi who used to play for newcastle shola amiobi you remember that shola amiobi but yeah i i think last year howard had a tough season in net they they, they weren't as tight defensively they haven't replaced kevin doyle uh, Irish international who's retired. They've been linked to Billy, Billy Sharp. Sharp, who's at Sheffield United Come on, now. You blades. Who are? I, I think Billy Sharp would, would would be. I think he'd score goals in this league. I, I think he'd be a good signing. Uh, He's brought in a bunch the, of British players. It's weird as, as as most of MLS goes to for young South American players. He brings in Tommy Smith, a Kiwi from Ipswich. Brings in Danny Wilson, another center back from Rangers. They bring in Jack Price. I was watching the stream, Phoenix Rising. They were playing Drogba's team last night. This Jack Price, great beard from Wolves. <laughs> Two-footed pig challenge. Should have been sent off. It wasn't. And they also bring in former U.S. men's national team defender Edgar Castillo. And the one thing they've done is they, they, they're playing a 3-5-2. Yeah, it looks that way. That's how they'll set up. Danny Wilson, he's been their big coup uh, from Rangers. Big move uh, from Rangers to Liverpool. I think Liverpool paid two million for him at one point. Didn't quite work out there. Came back to Scotland, played for Hearts. Uh, Left-footed center back, not the quickest, but comfortable on the ball. Could probably probably will play in the middle due to his sort of little bit of lack of pace. Uh, but I think that little bit of unknown. I think the Colorado Rapids players will definitely be trying to impress their new manager. Uh, so that's what makes it a little bit difficult. Playing at altitudes never easy. But it's going to take time for this team to gel. It will, but but that like, unknown can can sometimes be a good thing. I watched them last night, and I wasn't impressed. And I'm not trying to beat them down. It's going to be a little bit of a project there in Colorado. There's some talent in the team. There's some decent players, but they're going to be holding on playing defensively for dear life against yeah, TFC, Terry. Yeah, you, This you, TFC team hasn't changed. You, you'd like to think so. I, I think TFC will approach the game a little bit cautiously and, and, and do their best to not concede. Probably they're better off maybe even letting Colorado have the ball and then looking to nick it and, and hitting them on the counter. Uh, and, and sometimes 
times when there's no pressure on you. There's no pressure on the Colorado right. Rapids. No one's expecting them to beat Toronto FC over these two legs. So so that can be a, be a real positive for the Rapids it, It'll be something that the two fullbacks play very high in Castillo and Hairston. Very high, and they come inside a lot. So they just don't stay on the wings. So the formation's adaptable. We'll see how it all plays out Harrison, on Tuesday night. Yeah, it's funny you bring him up. He's a piece I like. I, I think he'd be a good fit in, in Toronto as well. Uh, a very athletic, wide player. Uh, a player who's going to be important for them as well is Gashi. Can, can, Struggled last year. Yeah, he had a tough year last year, Albanian international. Can Hudson get the best out of him? Another interesting player is Eigner, German international breaking from midfield, trying to sort of connect play. But they're scr- that's the biggest thing with the Colorado Rapids right now is is they don't really have a pro- prolific goal scorer. Right. The consistency versus a team with great change. It's TFC, Colorado Rapids. First leg of the CONCACAF Champions League, Tuesday night in Colorado. You can watch at 10 p.m. Eastern time on TSN. The return leg back at BMO Field on the 27th. Just have a minute left, Terry. Our new segment, we're going to do it throughout the year. It's called the Dunfield Dumpster. My inspiration, Dunfield Street, right near Young and Eglinton. Did you see? Turning the corner to the parking lot, <laughs> I walk right into a dumpster, and it is Dunfield labeled on the side. So each and every week, Terry's going to throw someone or something in the dumpster. Uh, apparently on Dunfield Street, there's a Dunfield retirement home. I'm there so, is. I'm so glad you didn't see that. There is, <laughs> I, but the dumpster is just too perfect. Okay, I'm going to go straight into it with a big I told you so, Paul Pogba. He is pog bust, waste of money, hundred million. He is being subbed at halftime. He's being found out. I'm sorry, but Paul Pogba will go into Dunfield's dumpster. Now we need the 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 audio cue of Kachum. I can't the even. I, I can't even we'll believe work you're not going to argue. Well, I just find it ironic that you bookend this podcast one by giving me a Manchester United <laughs> toque, and then bringing it all back to square one by trying to bring me down. Thanks, Terry. Each and every week, you can share your suggestions for the Dumbfield Dumpster at Terry underscore Dumbfield at Wheeler TSN. Use the hashtag C-O-Y-R podcast and, of course, TFC Live. Looking forward to Tuesday, the 2018 season getting underway. Podcast number one in the books. We'll be back at it next week, Terry. Let's do it. Good stuff, yeah. pal. Great. Way to stretch it out on this one. <laughs> Getting all the cobwebs off. He is Terry Dunfield, the one, the only. I am Gareth Wheeler. Welcome to 2018 TFC Support. This has been Come On You Reds.